If you could have a conversation with anyone in history, what would you ask them? Hello, General Washington. Good day, Miss Tubman. I had to know, so I decided let's give them a call. Welcome, Welcome to the, the Calling Call history, history Podcast. I'm Tony Dean, and before I start giving you hints about who we'll be calling on this Wednesday's podcast, I'm just going to tell you up front that you're never going to guess who it is. This person is interesting, and he's brilliant, and I love this next podcast because it is exactly the reason this whole project exists. It's an exploration into history. It's a treasure hunt to find the most fascinating people of the past and then have a discussion with them as if you were sitting next to them in the same room. Well, let's get to it and travel back in time 500 years. I've already given you clue number one in the title by saying you'll get five stars if you guess this right. Well, maybe five stars would be too many. Maybe I should just give you one specific star, or maybe I should give you a thousand. Clue number two. I don't know any other way to say this, but this particular genius reminds me a little bit of Hugh Hefner, at least if Hugh Hefner was a scientist. As a young man, this person was filthy rich, and then a little luck and a lifetime blessing from a king meant that he was given his own island and piles of cash to do research on it. So what did he do with all this cash? Did he squander it? No, he built a mansion and then he did groundbreaking research that is still valid today. Then he threw wild parties where people all over the world, including kings and queens, would join him to enjoy his secluded paradise. And that was his life. Wild parties, a clairvoyant jester, a drunk moose, and a palace provided by the king making all of this possible. So are you still lost? If so, then clue number three is not going to help you a bit because this extraordinary Dane's work influenced giants of science that followed him. People like Johannes Kepler. Kepler was a German mathematician, astronomer, and astrologer who developed the laws of planetary motion which laid the foundation for what we believe happens in the sky today. He also influenced Galileo and Isaac Newton and Edmund Haley, the man who famously predicted Haley's Comet. Certainly, I have not given it away, but in case I didn't, I'll throw in one more hint after this clip. Now, usually, I include only the person's voice in this clip, but I think it's important for me to set this up so you can truly understand what kind of life this person lived. Here's the clip. Okay, so let me see if I got this right. Frederick liked what you were doing and said, you know what, we've got an extra island here. We're going to give you this island. We're going to throw a bunch of money at you, and then you went and built this palatial mansion on it, on a private island and get a pet moose and then i heard that you had a, a clairvoyant jester or something and then you're just living on this private island with tons of money and alcohol there've got to be people coming by here to visit all the time oh it was the jewel of denmark I, in my eyes that it was it designed to be something that would attract people uh, of high intellect and appreciation for what our mission was there and yes, one of my friends, was his name was Jeb. He was a clairvoyant dwarf whom I was, a company I was very fond of. He made me laugh on many occasions and would sometimes cast horoscopes for the guests himself. So it, it was befitting of the high times that we experienced here. And yes, there were men of science and social importance came to, came to visit us on Zine on, on many occasions. 
There were times, in fact, and I was wishing that, that there were not so many guests because they would be interfer interfering with the clear nights of observations. But there was always enough people there with my students could entertain someone if I was busy up on the roof making an observation of Saturn or the like. But even some people of high notoriety, uh, King James the sixth of Scotland, who would eventually become James I of England. If you figured it out, then you are light years ahead of me because I didn't know any of this prior to this conversation. Before revealing the mystery guest, I have to tell you one more thing. At 20 years old, he lost his nose in a sword fight and replaced it with a gold nose that he wore throughout the rest of his life. This man's life was one extraordinary circumstance after another. All right, this next part I'm going to read you. It could have been a diary entry after one of his parties. The man loved to drink. He loved to have fun, but he also liked to look into the sky. October 6th, 1598. The grand halls were ablaze with music and laughter as the festivities reached their crescendo. My guests, adorned in elaborate costumes, reveled in the decadence of the night. As lord of this magnificent observatory, I watched the merriment unfold with a mix of delight and anticipation. It is my pleasure to share these wonders with fellow scholars and friends. Exotic delicacies graced the tables and goblets were filled to the brim with the finest wines. Conversation filled the air, blending with sounds of musicians echoing through the halls. As the night wore on and the revelry began to wind down, I found myself drawn to the tranquility of the observatory's rooftop. Surrounded by whispering night breeze, I gazed upward, my eyes locked on the celestial spectacle above. This magical place allows me to commune with the stars on a level few could comprehend. The vastness of the cosmos stretched out before me and I reveled in the privilege of studying its secrets. After inviting a select few to join me, we embarked on a journey through the night sky, seeking solace in the infinite expanse. The stars, like tiny pinpricks of light, whispered tales of distant galaxies and celestial wonders. I marveled at the profound beauty of the universe and my place within it. I am a steward of its knowledge, a witness to the eternal dance of the heavens. Tonight's party has been a celebration of life's fleeting joy, while stargazing was a reminder of the timeless awe that exists beyond our mortal realm. As the night unfolded, I felt a sense of fulfillment and purpose, knowing that my contributions to the field of astronomy were not in vain. Being immersed in the mysteries of the cosmos makes me part of something greater than myself. This Wednesday's podcast is the inimitable Tycho Brahe. Before the telescope was invented, Tycho was measuring the distances to stars and planets. He was making calculations that allowed him accurately to predict the workings of the universe with only his brain and his eyes. But what makes him so interesting is that he did all of this work in style, living a life that few could imagine. Thank you for listening and telling your friends about the Calling History Podcast. We will see you in two days with Tico Brahe.